Welcome, friends and family, to the Don't Start a Band podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I found out recently why people on these platforms say like, comment, and subscribe. And I guess what it does is it boosts your shit to the top so that it makes it easier for other people to find. So if you want this podcast to grow as much as I do, like, comment, subscribe. The Backseaters have a show coming up August 25th at the Larimer Lounge. We'll be opening up for compliments to the one. We'll also be playing with a new band called Suitable Miss. Uh, They might be coming on the podcast soon, but this will be their first show. So make sure you're there for uh, history in the making. And we'll also be playing with another band called Poets and Wolves. And some of the guys in that band also have their own podcast called What We're Watching. And they talk about movies and stuff. And I've checked it out a couple times. It's pretty cool. On today's episode, I had a band called Under Auburn Skies join me. They are a metalcore band from Denver, Colorado. And they're super cool guys. We talked about songwriting and getting ideas for lyrics. And they showed me the Airhorn app for the first time. I was not aware that that existed and was a thing. But uh, yeah, it was just a fun podcast. And I actually want to end the intro a new way. Uh, Tell me what you guys think. But it'll kind of set the stage for what the podcast is about and what I always say it's about. Um, So yeah, here we go. We're going to try this out for the first time. This is episode number 33. And don't start a band until you've heard this interview with Under Auburn Skies. Cue the music. Don't start a band podcast with Under Auburn Skies. Bang, bang, skeet, skeet, your boys. How the <laughs> hell are you? I'm tired. I think I start every podcast by saying that. How the hell are you? Uh, we're, doing, we're doing pretty good, right? Damn glad to meet you. Yeah. Uh, you. So I start every podcast with you guys kind of introducing yourselves and talking about how you got into music. So, uh, yeah. It's a long story. Should players. I be like? Should I be the other members too? Since there's six of us. No, nah, no, nah, screw those guys. They, <laughs> they didn't, didn't make wa- it. They didn't want to be here, so uh, they, they forfeited that. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm right. Joe, and I do vocals in Under Auburn's guys. And I got into music. Fuck, how old was I? Like ten, because life sucked, and I was a child, and I was angry, and I didn't have another outlet. So that was my way. Have you always done vocals? Yeah, and I play bass, but. Vocals nice. is my, my jam. What were the bands that uh, influenced you to start playing? There are way too many to name. <laughs> okay, well, Could, should we on. do top five? Let's do top five. Okay. And how? let's start with the top five that got you into it and maybe like top three that still influence you to this day. Deftones, Nirvana, um, fucking Veil of Maya. Okay. Um, Lamb of God and Slipknot. Okay, I was gonna say those first couple don't quite resemble what the way your vocals. Yeah, 
And then uh, what are some today that keep you going? After the burial, um, just because they fucking rule. Um, our homeboys and colony collapse because they help me expand my mindset to different music, I would say. Nice. Like looking into more like expands to voice. Yeah. And because you do, do you do like you have the highs and then like super lows? Yeah. So do you do mostly just those two or do you have like a, I have a mids. mid range? It's mids, but it sounds like lows. Yeah. Just because I like lows. I like the way that they resonate. Oh, yeah. So my, I also have a, like a pretty low voice. Um, yeah. So my mids are just like mid lows. I'd that say. high scream is hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it when does I on. saw you guys uh, play that show with Rozu and Fox Lake, your style kind of, well, your vocal style kind of reminded me, and I hope you don't take this as an insult, but the... Uh, the guy from Alisana that does this. Yes. Yeah, I get yes. that. Like you you kind of yeah. reminded me of him, just like your energy and like your highs sounded like that, but your lows were. Yeah, like the versatility, right? Ten times he can better go than his. Goblin mode and then just straight fucking death yeah. lows. Yeah. That guy's crazy. I've mm-hmm. I've seen him a couple times throughout the years and he's just fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Right on. All right, Jose. Oh, so my name's Jose. Um, let's see. What do you do in under oh, Auburn's guys? I play guitar or hype guitar is what I like to call it. Hype guitar, hype guitar. He's not plugged in half the time. Yeah, I'm not plugged in most of the time. I'm just dancing on stage, playing fake notes for everyone. Because again, three guitarists in a band, it's a lot of noise. I forgot that you guys have three guitars. Who are we? Yeah. Periphery. Yeah, we're we're watered down periphery at best. Yeah. at best. Um, but I think like with me, it's a little different where I started because I grew up with Mexican parents. Okay. Obviously, right? So I grew up with listening to Mexican hey, music. I'm colorblind. I couldn't tell. Oh, shit. How are I you really am colorblind. Are you? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> nice. That's a good joke. You trying to way. say I'm not Mexican, dude? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up listening to Mexican music like my whole life. And then unfortunately, I started listening to like Chingy and 50 Cent because I, I was too young. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. Those and then, were some of my first uh, hip hop artists yeah. that I got into. It's an unfortunate like fact of life. We go through that phase, and then right after that, I think a friend in eighth grade gave me Hybrid Theory and Meteora by Linkin Park. Nice. Fucking changed the game entirely. And then from there, branched out to like Hawthorne Heights, Silverstein, Parkway Drive. Nice. August Burns Red stuff like that. Remember when people used to give people music? Mm-hmm. I remember that. Such strange times. Mixtapes. I made so many mix CDs yep. for so many girls that probably never listened to them. But so I true. thought, this is music that I really like, and I hope you like it too. Mm-hmm. whole lot of Reliant K on there. Fucking Jesus <laughs> Christ. I, literally, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I they were a Christian band. I never, uh, I never got into Reliant K. Got no. to that that point where some kids were listening to that and then I just took a hard left into Blink-182 Ville. I mean, you didn't fuck up there. Yeah, (laughs) you can't fuck up going that route. It turned me into a little shit-piss-fuck maniac. So That's what it did to all of us, thank God. Nice. Thank fucking God. (laughs) Well, uh, how did Under Auburn Skies start? That's a funny story. (laughs) I don't know if I could tell the full story. I was talking... To well, I'll let you start the story. 
All right. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll water it down just because there are names and stuff. Yeah, just don't hurt people's feelings. So I was in a band um, called Vibrations. Um, and they were trying to be a jet band, and it just wasn't good. But I was like... There's probably a lot of not good jet bands. It was there. me oh, yeah. jumping feet first back into music after being out of it for so long. And so I linked up with uh, an old friend of mine and this started playing absurd. shows. Sorry. Oh, you're good. I'm trying to pull um, something up. So we started playing shows, and I met um, Oscar's band at the time, which was I the Captive, who my drummer played in as well. Um, and one thing led to another with both bands, and you know, people separated. And he asked me, "Hey, would you try out for this band?" And I said, "Yeah, like I'll do it." And so I went, and you know, they sent me the material. And I think we had like a week or so, and then I showed up to their practice space with songs done, and we just went at it, and they loved it. So that's kind of how we formed our tight little group. Nice. So were you already in the band before he joined? No, I was just that asshole going to every show drunk and like trying to start a pit for everyone. Nice. Yeah, so I was that guy for a few months. And I never saw you at our shows doing that. Well, it's a different mentality, right? Like yeah. me- metal shows, I can throw down, and then like seeing the backseaters and Blueprint, it's like, all right, I'll let I'll let the kids do their thing. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I don't know for Blueprint, but uh, I think I'd be a little com- people might be a little confused if uh, you started two stepping at one of our shows. Exactly, yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna throw bows yet. I'll wait until someone starts shit. Then somebody's gonna hit the lowest note, and it's yeah, right. <laughs> on accident. Yeah. Target acquired. On accident. Well, because every t- every time you guys play Stacy's mom, I'm like, this is it. This is my shot. I'm going in there, and everyone's like, I think they're all waiting for that one person to go in there. So maybe next show I'll go in there and start a pit. It's just a little friendly push pit, you know. Hell yeah. Keep it PG thirteen. So if you like mosh pits, come to our next show. I'll be there. Or our next show. I don't know. <laughs> when is your guys' next show? But um, next Friday. Yeah. On the ninth. Yeah, we're at, uh, at the marquee with O Sleeper. And Famous Last Words, yeah. and Convictions, convictions and, and Empty. And then uh, Bodies We Buried, apparently. Yeah, yeah, they just jumped on. I, I, I found out my other friend's band was supposed to play it, but he just told me that they lost members, so Bodies We Buried picked it up, so I'm stoked for that. Yeah, because they yeah. just came out of nowhere again. Like, they stopped doing music for a minute, I thought. Uh, I mean, I think, from what I know, they've been at it. Oh, um, really? The bass player from Scarlet Canary joined. Oh, really? That's how I found out about them. And I was like, damn, these guys go hard. Yeah, because they've been around forever, too. It's a good band to play with. Sometimes talking to different bands, I realize how much music I don't listen to. (laughs) Because you're saying all the names of these bands, and I'm feeling like, maybe I should branch out a little bit. Maybe uh, oh, I need to give Oasis a little break for a while. Oasis? (laughs) Oh, I hate this podcast, dude. (sighs) That's my band. I don't know why, but... uh, yeah. Anyway, I only know that one song. I only know that Wonderwall. one. Yeah. And Champagne Supernova. I'll uh, I'll show you a couple songs you might like. Yeah. You know, some good guitar riffs. They have a song called "Fucking in the Bushes" that has a. It can relate to anybody. Yeah. It has a really cool <laughs> guitar there. riff at Been the beginning. There, <laughs> it just not going back. There. Coincidentally, has to have a odd name. But anyway, you were the drunk guy going to shows. Oh starting yeah. Wash pits. Yeah. So I was doing that for a minute. And then maybe like two months down the road after these guys were kind of like starting things, uh, my brother came up to me when I was just chilling at home. He's like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing. Just watch TV. He's like, hey, you want to be in a band? 
I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> like, what else are you doing with your life? I'm like, I'm watching TV, bud. I'm eating chips here. He's like, just do it. And I'm like, all right. And that was it. <laughs> that was honestly like full story of me joining. And Damn. so, yeah. So I were just you... got invited to join the band as the third guitar player. Were you yeah. playing guitar already? Yeah. I mean, I was in a bunch of bands with my brother growing up. So yeah. it was just bands that never really got anywhere. Uh, we were always just kind of, uh, I don't know, just playing with friends, it seemed like, you know? That's kind of how yeah. it was in high school. And then when we first moved to Denver, we started a band with our roommates, too. Nice. And it didn't go anywhere, you know? We just yeah. played for fun. And then, so I, I was kind of just, like, slowing down on that. I'm like, eh, if it's not going anywhere, why bother? Yeah. Um, but kind of, like, uh, agreement we made... Uh, going into this band it's like we got to treat it like a business this time you know yes. instead of instead of letting it just be a hobby like let's make this into like a career kind of thing oh yeah and so going in with that mentality changed everything i think because i don't know about you and your previous bands but i've been in like 10 different bands yeah and Damn. yeah like again i had quit music junior year of high school to focus on graduating um, also got fired from my band because I lived too far, apparently. Fuckers. I know. I don't <laughs> drive, so um, I, it's just something that, you know, I guess they didn't see the potential, but look at me now, motherfucker. I'm on a podcast. Where are they at? <laughs> not on a fucking podcast. I don't know. Definitely I know that they're, they're doing one. music again under a different name, and I'm happy for the guys. Like, I, I don't really, I at the time, I held animosity toward them um, because I was like fuck dude like this is my escape and you took it away from me but now i'm like i'm cool with you guys like if you guys do blow up like that shit's awesome but yeah but i mean you you guys are relatively uh you got some success in the denver in the denver i, metal I would scene. say so i mean i i mean you're playing with oh sleeper that's that's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, we want to play, like, bigger shows. We still like playing our local sets, though, too. Yeah. yeah. We love that's a lot of too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun playing local shows, still. Because we're still playing one uh, August 31st. 31st. Yeah. We're still playing at Moe's Barbecue. That shit's dope. But we're playing with yeah. all of Moe's our... Is fun. All the boys. Yeah. You know, Venom and Valor and Leveler. You know, we played our first show ever with them, I believe. Nice. With Leveler? Or was our second show with Leveler. Yeah, second show with Leveler. And I think Venom and Valor was there, too. How long have you guys been in band? two almost three years almost three years yeah in october nice. i think it would be three years yep. yeah yeah that's uh that's something that you know i think uh people get this weird preconceived notion when you refer to your band as a business or uh definitely when you refer to it as your brand mm -hmm. people think oh well it's just a business thing you're not doing it for the love of music but it's definitely something that gets overlooked way too often that, you know, if you want it to be successful, if you want people to hear this music that you play for fun, uh, you kind of got to... You, you know, have to branch out. You have to treat it like it's a business. Yeah, definitely. Like that's how that's how you, you get, you know, I, I would say like fans and things like that. I've met a lot of people in, in passing that have seen me like wearing my, you know, Under Auburn Skies merch out and... I do it all the time. Yeah, I, I rock my, my windbreaker, and people always see the wolf on the back, and I'm like, hey, are you in that band? And I'm like, yeah. I had an Uber Eats driver deliver me food, and she recognized my face and asked to take a picture with me. So if you're watching this, Damn. you're awesome. <laughs> Uber no. Eats. Does anybody know my band? 
<laughs> Hook it up. You're but, in Liquid 82, right? Yeah. Oh. I'm uh, I'm uh, Billy Joe. Oh, I knew it. He's that Blank guy. Blank <laughs> Yeah, we had that uh, super popular uh, song, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I thought mm. it was uh, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. Well, that was on our first demo, and then we had Dirty Little Secret, and then Lifestyles of the Rich oh, and Famous. Okay. That makes gotcha. sense. I got way too wrapped up in that. <laughs> um, but... Kind of tell people what are some of the aspects of your guys' band that you um, treat with a sense of business? Everything. Yeah. Everything up into, like, I would say that we treat it more like a business. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. But at the same time, like, at the, you know, you got to think, like, all right, this person does this, this person does that. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone's assigned jobs to do, like, whether it's ordering merch. Uh, setting up practice. Yeah, setting up practice. Uh, just How random many guys stuff are here in the band? Six. Six of us. So we can That's got to be a bitch setting up a practice. No, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, we've all really? pretty much formulated the system where um, we set up a, you know, we all talk to each other. We find a day that's going to work for everybody, a certain time that's going to work for everybody's schedule. We just go at it and go yeah. at it hard. It's been consistent for two years, basically. Yeah. We That's practiced awesome. a lot more in the first year. In our second year, we definitely took a step back, didn't practice as much. Mm-hmm. That's because, I mean, we don't have a lot of material, but we are working on new material right now. So we wanted to take that step back to make sure that we had time to work on new stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, as far as the band goes, again, there's six of us. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of different egos that could possibly clash. So yeah. everything's like democratic. We all vote on stuff. We all delegate what needs to be delegated. And but I think who's the band dad? Oscar. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um, ask anybody. Band dad, where are you at? He's where at you work. Where band dad? Yeah. We invited him. We did. I think he just got off work. Because Martine had to play a show. <laughs> God damn, I need glasses. Can't read the comments. Dude, here you go, bro. I got you. Try those on. I'm super blind. <laughs> what do they say? It's just people joining. Oh. Okay. Hi Dalton. I love you. <laughs> Didn't uh, I I feel like Dalton said something about um <laughs> Yes, he, you've known that he's been banned out Dalton. He <laughs> uh he played in the band at one point. In so, the start. So yeah, start. uh okay. Dalton was in Eye of the Captive, basically, yeah. before that split into Under Auburn Skies. So he was doing metal for a little bit. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Is it band chat? No. Um but yeah, Dalton was in the band for a little bit before everything kind of like Shouts happened. out Polite Heretic. That guy's awesome. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> shout out to Polite Heretic. <laughs> uh, anti shout out to YouTube. I did the podcast with him and YouTube decided not to upload the live stream that we did. Oh, what? That's why we couldn't find it. Because we were trying to watch that earlier today. I yeah. sent him a couple emails. I... Looked on every single forum on the internet. There was no way. It's still like in the YouTube studio thing, and it still just says processing. Really? So wow. Maybe it's in limbo. Maybe one day it'll go up. Yeah, it'll go up. <laughs> but just uh, give it, give it time, man. Yeah, right. we can't be Jared Dines. We're gonna do a uh, <laughs> a redemption podcast, and we'll get to show the world his beautiful face. Take this there off. you go. Right. It's uh it's humid as fuck outside. It and is that rain and that heat. Yeah. It's not, it's not the a same dry Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh 
man, six guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. That so when you guys are writing songs, what's what is the process like? We don't have one just yet. I would say. I would say there's process, but the, it's more controlled chaos. Than you want to know how not smart I am? <laughs> At first, when you said we don't have one, I thought you were talking about a song. Oh, <laughs> my brain jumped straight to that, and I was like, I don't make Do you need a monster, sense. man? No, I uh, I have a uh, another drink that I will not name because they used to sponsor oh, my band and. Mm-hmm. Now they don't. Oh. So, by our choice. They wanted us to be a street team. It's a whole thing. Oh, gotcha. We're not a street team. Anyway, uh, so do you guys write all together, or you kind of just bring riffs to practice? So it's, a, it's a, I think, a culmination of both of that. You know, everybody has their own ideas. Um, we all meet up um, like we're going to do a practice, but it's not at, like, a practice space. Yeah. We meet up at somebody's house, and then we'll go over the riff. And we're like, okay, I like that. Let's run with it. And then we'll sit there and we'll run with it. And we'll, like, record ourselves playing it. Um, you know, I'll just be sitting there kind of, you know, doing my thing. Because mm-hmm. I don't really miss out. You know, yeah. I the last thing in any line of doing anything is lyrics and yeah. vocals. You don't freestyle at the... I do. On constant yeah. basis. I'm, That's, I'm constantly, constantly that. writing. Yeah. yeah. I have my, my tools on me at all times. So. Awesome. Um, yeah, we'll sit there and we'll workshop it and then we'll come back and we'll listen to what we did and then we'll decide and then we'll workshop it again and again and again and again until it gets to the point where we're like, okay, that's a song. Now let's get it done. And we'll get it done. That sounds super efficient. It's worked out pretty well because I think when we first started off, we had like, everyone had their riffs ready to go. So it's like, just brought it to the table, see what's stuck to the wall and just ran with it basically. And then, like, I think Martin joined the band, like, four months down the road, like, de- December? I don't even remember. It's been so long. Because Nate was part of the band for a while, and then whatever happened, happened. And then Martin joined, and then right off the bat, he, like, picked up all the songs. Because mm-hmm. we had, like, drum tracks to it yeah. that Oscar wrote down. They were garbage. Yeah. So Martin just did way better at that, and we just went with that. So, because nice. with drums, like, it has such a different feel to it, because it gives it, like, energy and life. So, oh, yeah. yes, we're going with that. You can program drums all you want, but it, it's never going to take the place of, uh, you know, drum ideas that come out of somebody's head. That's mm-hmm. why when we track drums, we track live drums. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we're moving in the direction of. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you guys, uh, you record with Taylor Hahn? No. no. It's, um... Have you recorded with Taylor Hahn? We have we... not. Uh, so myself, Oscar, did at one point uh, when we were in Refusing Anubis, basically. Our memories of Abyss. It was a long time ago. Oh, okay. Um, so edge. So edge. But uh, yeah, we recorded a song with him back in the day. And I think we had the, dr- or the vocalist from the Panoramic actually play drums for that track, too. So he came in and recorded live drums. But that was like four years ago. So that was before, like this band became a thing you know what i got mixed up with because hmm. with aj playing bass i forgot that he was in a band before your band yes that's that was, a yeah. story too that, that was the outbreak right yep correct. okay they recorded with an album or whatever yeah okay and that came out really fresh yeah, yeah that was pretty good fresh. stuff i know the anchor records with them and um oh yeah you know, i've known Lindsay forever so yeah and we uh backseaters also recorded taylor hahn nice He's uh, he's a 
great producer and also a great recording engineer. A little plug for him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we all got to do what we got to do. Sorry, yeah. Taylor. <laughs> I, I record through, I record vocals through the guy that does all of our artwork, um, mm-hmm. our graphic design and stuff like that. His nice. name's Davey Brown. Um, he ran a studio called Black Aura, and that's what I started recording through Vibrations, and then I carried it over to Skies because I just had a good relationship with him. Okay. Um, so anytime I can plug Davey, I will plug Davey. That dude is amazing nice. at what he does. Yeah, straight up. So do you guys have uh, like an like a full EP or an album out? Yeah, we, we have, have a full EP. After Image, that's our first EP, and that's okay. out on streaming services. I think across like across the board. Yeah, it's and who did you guys record that with? Um, that was all us. We did guitars and stuff with, um, you know, the band. So Oscar recorded that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did vocals through Davey, and then we sent it off to Nick Nodrift at Rusty Sun, and he okay. mastered it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, that's quite the process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we had most of it down. I was just trying to fine-tune everything and make sure it didn't sound like complete garbage. Yeah. And looking back at it now, I think we still notice, like, little things like, ugh. Like, we let that, like, slip through the radar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like... Vocals you know, can definitely be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, yeah. A lot better. I'm very critical on myself, so I hear Same. all my mistakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. It sucks. Well, and it's hard when you record something and then you progress. Like, personally, for me... I'll record a guitar part and it'll be like right at the top of my ability. And then after playing those songs so many times and improvising, I'm like, fuck, that would have sounded really good on the recording. Right. But so true. I guess it kind of, you know, uh, gives the audience like a cool little thing to listen to. Cause obviously they're going to hear your guys' record and they're going to like it, obviously. And then they're going to hear you live and be like, fuck those vocals. Though. Yeah. yeah. The, the progression on my vocals, I would say, I owe a lot to After the Burial. Because I've been listening to uh, like Wolf Amongst Ravens and stuff like that, like a, a shit ton. Oh, okay. And um, just the way that he like bends his words and like does some of his syllables, I'm like, I could do that. Nice. If I put my mind to it, I could do that. I could scream fast, you know? So we're, we're trying. I can't even sing fast. My brain doesn't <laughs> work like that. Uh, so I can scream, but it's only in my car and I'm not very good at it and I don't do it ever. No, but I was wondering what are some tips? Cause obviously there's a lot of bands that start out. Maybe they haven't had any screaming lessons. I'm sure you've heard some of these bands They're uh, they either do the super dry, not quite a scream or they do the the whisper. The whisper screams. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, and that's all about like, again, you have to progress yourself as a vocalist. Yeah. Um, Doesn't it come from like more like? It comes from your deep diaphragm. Yeah. You. Because a lot of people will do it like straight from here. One trick. That's you how have you to mess learn. up your shit though. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You can. Burp McCracken and destroy sunny. your yeah. your throat by doing that. Wasn't that uh, the guy from Avenged Sevenfold too? Right. No, um, I know David Draymond did that. Um, yeah. Ollie Sykes did that. Yeah. That was recently, though, wasn't it? That was like a year or ago. Or something yeah, happened years recently ago. where he yeah. fucked yeah, up he, his vocals he, after. And Yeah, I mean, his screams, they, they don't sound the same. And they're yeah. fried. They're so, dead. yeah. It, and building your throat and, like, like learning how to control those muscles is, like, step one. 
Yeah. So if I was going to give any tips, I would say, number one, download anything from Melissa Cross because she'll teach yes. you everything that you ever need to know. She's mm-hmm. the one that like goes on Warp Tour yeah. or used to go on Warp Tour and like help bands with that stuff. Mm-hmm. She will teach you everything that you need to know. I think she was like, what, Lamb of God uh, teacher, right? Or... Uh, Beartooth. I know she did Beartooth. Um, every Time I Die, too. Every Time I Die. Yeah. Like I, think, um, I think she did, who was it? a day to remember oh, really yeah. i think she helped with the day to remember too damn uh, but learning from her learning some techniques um learn how to breathe properly don't like if you if you can't inflate your stomach like mm-hmm. breathe from your stomach i would say don't try to scream because you're gonna hurt yourself yeah learn not how to breathe yeah. from your diaphragm not gonna lie when i first started trying to learn how to scream i would do it in the shower because that's when i sounded the best right but I would find it's myself that reverb, yeah, that bathroom reverb. Oh, dude, I would record albums <laughs> in there, um, but I straight up try to scream in there, and there was plenty of times where I almost passed out because I wasn't like breathing properly because I would like go for the sickest low, and I'm like grabbing my shower head. I'm like, oh god, I'm about to die right now. And um, yeah. make sure that if you're, you do have to, you use your throat while screaming, but don't overuse your throat. Yeah, make sure you know how to control the muscles in your throat before you can do that. Otherwise, you're not going to make it through. And drink a lot of tea. Yeah. Do you drink a lot of tea? Um, Before I do shows, I've now started to do the hot tea thing. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of my friends in the local scene start to do that, and I noticed that they're Do they do the honey as well? Yeah. Yeah. I I used to do the tablespoons of honey um, before set, or um, I remember it was courting vocals once when I was getting back into it, and uh, I had Davey bring me a shot of maple syrup because my throat was so dry. (laughs) Damn. I, uh, I've used, have you ever used those, uh, singer's throat sprays? I don't, don't I've, I've, you, I've used it in passing, like with another band. Yeah. Cause it was just like giving me tips, but I don't like sprays or like chloroseptic and things like that. Okay. Because you can get like non-alcoholic ones. It's not that it's the thing. Um, I, I actually learned it from, from Dan Watson. Um, when I talked to him, when we played with, uh, Enterprise Earth. Okay. Um, I talked to him and I said, how do you maintain your voice on tour so well? Because when I was watching them sound check, he, He's this dude beast. is like small. Yeah. He's small. Like but those lows are, th- it sounds like they're coming out of a goddamn tiger. Mm-hmm. Damn. Like a liger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I asked him and like, as I was watching him, you know, his, he was very relaxed. He yeah. was just pacing. You know, he wasn't jumping getting crazy you can yeah. tell that he wasn't you know like pushing with all Over-exerting his might so himself. when i talked to him he said i know that the music that we play is very emotional especially mm-hmm. the things that we write about but don't let your emotion shine through too much because you'll overexert yourself yeah that's the thing with like numbing sprays or chloroseptic sprays you don't know the damage that you're doing because you can't feel it yeah i definitely get that like sense of like my voice is feeling good so i you know kind of push it a little bit but then the next day i'm like fuck that and i mean that's just my personal preference i I still do it though like in a pinch i'll do a couple sprays and it'll get me through nice but uh yeah those are all really good tips i've always kind of wondered how i mean obviously i'm probably not going to be doing it anytime soon even though people always see me and assume that I'm in a hardcore metal or metal band, people, you know, I'll tell them, oh, yeah, I'm in a band. And they go, oh, is it like 
metal, like heavy? And I go, no, it's <laughs> probably one of the non-heaviest bands in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, you've heard of Blink-182, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and another thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, the content of your writing. Um, just kind of some of the things you write about. Um, I mean, I can talk... If you don't mind sharing. I can talk a, um, a little bit about my process. It's kind of depressing. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Do you write, like, personal things or, like, stories? So I tell I tell my story. Yeah. And, um, like, insomnia is literally about, you know, I just chose that, you know... I guess I didn't choose it, but I just always had issues sleeping. And one day I just decided, I like... I'm gonna write a song about this, so I just like stayed up for a day, and then I just recorded my feelings. Damn. And I had been going through a breakup at the time, so yeah. it was just like, not only was that keeping me awake, but you know, like all of that depression and all that stuff that just made me feel low. Now, depression normally makes people want to sleep, but it just—that's what I was thinking. I, I heard it on a podcast earlier today. I was saying uh, he said that artists make their best art when they're in the most pain. Um, and I was like, yeah. that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. What podcast were you listening to? Because I stiff socks. Yeah, it, was, okay. it wasn't even about music with Trevor Wallace. Yeah, was, out, they were straight up talking about eating ass after that. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I forget what I. I don't know if it was a podcast or an interview I was watching, but it was you know somebody saying that it's you have more to write about when you're. Uh, <laughs> you actually write it down too. I write down tidbits so like yeah. notes my i actually did an interview time. today really um yeah my uncle um his name's leroy actually i haven't seen him in i think about 12 years um because he's been in prison most of my life and so i reconnected with him um through my cousin i found out that he got just got out he was actually in the hospital because he just got surgery um and i called him and i said hey can i interview you because i want to write a song about your experience not about him yeah i want to know his experience so when i was telling the telling the band about it um it was what yesterday yeah, i was like hey do you guys have yeah. any questions that you want me to ask i mean of course you know i just i wanted to get this experience because i was thinking about the mental state of people who have been incarcerated like what that what does that do to your mental state how how can you reacclimate to life after you've just gotten out of maybe the worst experience of your life yeah. So I want to, you know, I want to write about that story and I want to, you know, take those emotions. So if anybody's ever going through something like that, or maybe they're having, you know, they're, they've been in this like weird funk where like they've yeah. been inside their feelings a lot that they feel like their body's like a prison. I want them to be able to get out of that. You know, that's what I was going to say is it doesn't have to be a literal prison, but, uh, I, I kind of understand the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, curiosity that you might have, because I've, I have a uh, family member who also went to prison for seven years. And I thought about it because he went in in 2009, I think, and got out in 2016. But I was just think about thinking about it. And I know it sounds like superficial, but like I was thinking about the iPhone yeah. And like in 2009, it was like the iPhone 3 or whatever. Like 3G. Yeah. And it had like the curved back fucking dog shit. <laughs> and then he gets out with the iPhone 6 Plus, 7 Plus or whatever. And it's just 
little things like that and it uh the or culture see how how yeah. like your city is like yes yeah, like, like yeah, the culture yeah, shock is what exactly. it is usually i mean my uncle has been in and out for i think 23 years jesus damn yeah and i, I mean i talked to him a lot today you know this is the first time i'd seen him in a while and i, I missed the dude a lot so i wanted yeah. to ask him a lot of questions and you know really find out the story um i've learned that we had a lot of mutual experiences that put us in different sorts of situations yeah yeah prison uh it's that's a odd concept that they're supposed to be you know, people say that it's like rehabilitation but it's also punishment but it's like but it's not i wouldn't say it's rehabilitation no not at all the, but the that's what broken. they think that yeah. they're trying to like you know you got to make your bed you got to do this that and the other thing like they think that they're preparing you in some way to go back out into the world and i mean from what I've heard, there's possibilities that when you're inside, you know, there's certain activities, classes, you can take shit like that. But, uh, you know, when you're locked in this box and you can't get out and you can see the whole world outside the fence, you know, I mean, that's, I don't, I can't say that I'd want to I was going to say, I don't classes. think, I don't think it works because people who get out of prison after so long, they just end up back in there because that's all they know. You know, they yeah. go back into the real world, get that culture shock, like, I can't do this shit. Yeah. I'll go back to what I know, my bologna sandwiches and fucking Craig smuggling cigarettes in his ass or some shit, you know? Oh, no. It's not just bologna sandwiches. Like, if you it's talk bad, to dude. some of these guys, yeah. well, not only is it bad, but some of the shit that they will make because they get so Dude, I do that of... shit. I do that shit, and I've never even been to prison. Just because <laughs> I have a stoner mind, and I don't even smoke weed. What's good? What's good? <laughs> I'm just a fat kid. I, uh, I have those weird little quirks as well. It's like, I wonder what would happen if I put fried chicken in this mac and cheese and then ate it with Doritos. Like, See, that doesn't sound too bad. For some reason, I get a lot of shit for putting mustard on my hash browns. What are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Obviously, I think. Struck a nerve with just the word mustard, man. You don't like mustard? I hate it. That's the... Maybe you're just your stoner mind isn't at that highest. And you're not level. advanced enough. I, I think, think I think I'm just a fat kid, but <laughs> I'm a fat kid that can at least do vocals. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> I mean, take that idea to talk about our KFC. You might be good. Yeah, bet. Make some money. Bet, dude. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it sounds like you know, with hard experiences, you're being a little bit more productive. I want people to feel something when they listen to music. Yeah. That's the, I think that's been my whole mindset is like, I was a mad, angry kid and my mom can probably attest to this. She's probably watching right now and just ghosting in the comments. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I was an like, angry Like, comment, kid. and subscribe. <laughs> I was a very, very angry child and I lashed out a lot. I did a lot of stupid shit when I was a kid and we all do, but I did a lot of dumb shit. Um, but I didn't have that outlet. And then, you know, I just started discovering these bands and learning that anger is a part of life. And you just have to find a way to make it into a tool that's going to yeah. push you forward. That's what Henry Rollins says. Yeah. Black flag. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> listened to like his podcast with Joe Rogan? No, I wanted to. Yeah. He, he talks a lot about that because he talks about being just fucking angry. And I mean... You can see it, and especially if you watch that video, I mean, you've probably seen it where he's on like stage, fights that dude. and that guy's like trying to swing at him, and he's just got that crazy look. Yeah, dude's <laughs> but, nuts, but I love that, man. I mean, his book is really, really good, too. 
What's his book called? I forget. I haven't read it. He's got a lot of books, though. Marilyn Madsen's book is fucking good, too. A lot of people give him (laughs) shit, but it's fucking good. I mean, I've heard that he's like a secret genius. Oh, dude, he got accepted into Princeton, and he just decided that he didn't want to go. Like, how how much more smart can he be? I can't even talk, let alone spell. (laughs) He can attest to that. Yeah. So when we have to translate his lyrics, it's fucking, it's a nightmare, dude. Why do you have to translate them? Because no one can read them. <laughs> yeah, we went to school. This this motherfucker quit after the fourth grade. It seems like I quit after like second grade. Man, I was done. Yeah. You know, once you learn how to make sentences and spell a little bit and do basic, you know, addition, sub- subtraction. <laughs> Is that the right word? Addition Subtra- and subtraction. Yeah, yeah. subtraction. Okay. Yeah. I just haven't said subtraction <laughs> in a very long time. That didn't sound right. Didn't sound like a real fucking word, but after you learn that shit, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I've ever used uh, any like probability and statistics or any. Uh, I've used st- statistics, but that's just banned stuff. I mean, I've never carried a remainder since fucking high school, I so I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> See, and school was one of those easy things for me. Like I went back to. Uh, I went to ACC for one semester a couple of years ago. This was like four years after high school. Thought it'd be a good idea. And I was doing really well, but that whole mm-hmm. homework thing just didn't jive with me. Yeah. I was I like, think they should just abolish how that, dare should, you take yeah. my fucking free time and make me do this shit? Yeah, yeah. it's so. like, dude, I'll, like, and that's another thing is like, did you do your homework? Like, I had to hear that every day, and I got so sick and tired of hearing it. That literally, I would just spend my off periods just doing my homework, so I didn't have to do that shit when I got home. But then I had to get a job, and then yeah. I was like, "This fucking sucks. Like mm-hmm. being yeah. an adult sucks." Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. But you learn to live with it, and that's the thing. That's the thing that makes you stronger. You either do or you don't. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, you take the van down by the river approach. <laughs> um, I'm not Chris Pratt, but I wish I was. Don't what the fuck was I gonna say now? I just got uh, off track school, homework. Oh, uh, I was just going to say from the time I was in about second, third grade to freshman year, I actually had to take a behavioral report home to my parents every day that said like, uh, you know, like four was like well behaved and one was like not well behaved from like third grade. (laughs) All the way to freshman year of high school, my parents had to sign it every day, and I had to take it back. I mean, I just didn't care when it was a bad day. Like my parents obviously did, and I probably got in trouble. But I was just like, I I really don't care (laughs) what you think about my behavior. (laughs) Um, But anyway, with your lyrics, going back to what you said about you know people feeling what you're writing about, um, would you say that? When you're writing your lyrics, does it help you kind of work out some of the things that, you know, you have going on inside your own head? And I would say that the things that go on inside my head are, they're a little dark to talk about. Yeah. So I don't, I don't normally talk about them. Um, and I don't think those demons will ever suppress themselves and it sucks, but like, it's something that you, I guess you learn to live with as you start to get older. Um, I mean... It does help and it does suppress, you know, a lot of the thoughts. I mean, I get stoked when I write my lyrics. Yeah. And then I put them together and you start putting them into a song and you're mm-hmm. like, 
making sure that everything lines up and you're saying everything correctly. Yeah. It doesn't sound like anything's off time. Like once you finish a song and like you have it all and it's just ready to go is the best feeling in the world. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm ready to do this. So in an artistic way, you want people to be able to relate to it. Yeah. I want to be able to paint a picture with lyrics. Yeah. Even though I scream, I try to enunciate as much as I can. So at least yeah. some people can sing along. I don't even quite understand lyrics of bands who are not screaming. Like one that I have a really hard time with knowing what he's saying is the story so far. He's yeah. speaking English. He doesn't have an <laughs> accent, but it just, a lot of those phrases just. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. So like when I'm singing along, I just sing the vowel sounds that I hear. Right. Uh, Go with the melody. Exactly. Um, so we were kind of talking before the podcast. You guys are writing new music? Yes, we are currently. And it is uh, heavy. It's heavier. It's going in it's going in the heavier direction. And I think that that's something that we want as a band, yeah. but I think also that will go good with our fans. Yeah. Because we have a lot of people that like to mosh and people who like to two step and just get crazy and I'm the people who have seen us play know that I get crazy. Like I jump off stage, crazy. I'll climb shit, you know. I, I think you actually, fun. you said that you did. I didn't witness it, but you said you fell off the stage. I did. I was standing we on the edge trying to let one of these idiots pass behind me oh. <laughs> because they like to walk back and forth because they have wireless. Yeah. Look at do. me. I have wireless. <laughs> um, I got wireless. And I was Hell like yeah. standing on the edge and I thought he was too close. So I tried to like go to my, my toes. Mm-hmm. My toes were hanging off the edge of the stage and I just kind of slid down. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I just fell right now, but it's cool. Cause see, and I, I didn't see it. It just, you know, kind of looked like an on purpose thing. But then you said that and I was like, huh. <laughs> hey, yeah. admit, admit your mistakes. Well, oh, I mean, I do all the time. and again, with like six of us on stage, like it's cluttered. Even if you play like a big stage, it's like, fuck, I thought we had so much more stage room. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many shows we've played, but I've hit one of the band members at least once per show, except yeah. like maybe twice. Now you hit me twice. Yeah. I'll do it again, too. Fucker. <laughs> yeah. Colton, our uh, bass players, definitely caught the side of my arm with his headstock a couple times. <sighs> And it's just me and him at the front of the stage, so he's, I can't. Even he's imagine. got me on the back of the head and on my shoulder. Ooh. Yeah, and it's right when like you replace the strings, so they're still all yeah. pointing. It's <laughs> like a yeah. fucking it maze. You could have lost your eye, dude. And then we would have just switched to pirate core, but no, just stick with metal core. I like my eyes. Is man. pirate core a thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Harry Potter core is a thing. Like, get legit, the fuck out of not here! Not even. I forget the name of the band, but it's like their genre is Potter core. That's there's, rad. Yeah, there's math core. Well, I mean, like, we have... There's Mario Oakley Dokley, which is a Flanders, yeah. Flanders-themed band, which is dope. Yeah. They're fucking good. Do you know who Oakley Dokley is? Uh-uh. Oh, it, they're fucking good, dude. dude. they straight up dress like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. And just go hard. All of them. Yeah. With the mustache and everything? Every, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Holy shit. They go fucking hard, but... How many cores are there, dude? Too many Too to many. Too many. I, I would say that I would personify us as, like... T-Rex core, but um, <laughs> Oscar, Oscar doesn't like that. So, yeah. <laughs> What would make it T-Rex core? I do this a lot. Uh, <laughs> I do this movement a lot. We always open up with a Jurassic Park theme song. 
<laughs> really? No. no, no, no. Oh. I don't even think we had an opening for the show that you were at. Normally we do some... Like, I thought you had like a hip-hop song that did we Did before. we do an opening for that? We've, we usually do some hip-hop songs, like yeah. Childish Gambino. I did uh, Ice Cube for our first show. That, that went over very well. My dad appreciated that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm still trying to... I want to open up with ABBA one day. Just no. Dancing Queen? No, no? Not metal enough? Not happening. Ah, you should do... Uh, I think it's Cindy Lauper does... Mm-hmm. Heaven is a place on earth. I'm pretty sure yeah. Oscar would yeah, be about that. Yeah, Oscar Just would be about that. Oh, baby, do you know I'm dancing? <laughs> yeah, and then just come in with something fucking just punchy. It works every time, though. Like, just offset a little bit and go I love open. opening with Post Malone songs. Post Malone's pretty good, too. Post Malone songs. Yeah. You know what? I have a lot of respect for Post Malone. Dude, we're the same age. Like, I want to hang out it's with him so, so weird. bad. He doesn't look like he's the same age. Yeah, he's right. 24. Did you know that Juice World's only 19? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's insane. Jesus Kid, Christ, dude. Kid's good what he does, man. Juice uh, Juice World is... Uh, I, I'm not really up on like current hip-hop. I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm know why. It's not like an on-purpose thing. Like I think it's not cool. It's just a... I don't know why it is, but uh, Juice World that that dude's got flow and his uh, his lyrics are actually pretty good as well. Yeah, that, I think that's why I liked him because I was like, you know, what? I like this. Yeah, that's why I like Little Peep too. But <laughs> we don't talk about Little Peep. We don't talk about. You know what? <laughs> Agree to disagree. Like I've said a million times on this podcast, music hits everybody differently. True. It hits that sweet spot in your brain that just it you know raises the uh the dopamine levels i think yeah dopamine, dopamine get my endorphins all fucked yeah. up dude but then i listen to oasis where you would be like <laughs> oscar just <laughs> left the podcast <laughs> i just sense it if he's watching he just left people just don't understand man. dude we sang wonderwall um one time on stage while everybody was tuning um and the crowd started singing along lost it was so funny yeah, like Oscar hates the song with a passion. He also hates Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Yeah. So if any of you see my guitarist, if you sing that to him, I'll give you a hug. Yeah, or just start a conversation and slowly like just build up with those I lyrics. I hate that song as well. <laughs> it just does nothing for me. No. They have some really good songs with some really raunchy lyrics. I don't know why that one's... Uh, that's still the one. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds like Creed. Well, that's the funny thing is, like, <laughs> Semi-Charmed Life was featured in, like, all these commercials and TV yep. shows mm-hmm. without people, like, really knowing that that song was about fucking and crystal meth and all oh, that Jesus. shit. Oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even know. Well, the the Fructis or whatever, like, shampoo commercial, mm-hmm. the theme song to that is a song called Diamonds and Guns by the Transplants. Which Travis Barker was in it and Tim oh, Armstrong nice. from Rancid. Um, but yeah, I just, one of those little fun facts that I think is hilarious. Garnier anyway. Fruit, Garnier Fruities, though. That's awesome. Going back to your guys' uh, new music that you're writing, how many songs do you have written? Mm, or I, mean, I guess do you guys have a plan to record soon? Yeah, kind of. One song at the very least. Yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're working on a single. Um, I can't really talk about it too much because it's super secret. Super, super top secret. Dude, I wish I could be secret with our shit, but I just get so excited. <laughs> I'm super excited. The next chance I get, I'm like, I'm gonna we're recording a single. <laughs> All I'm going to say is if you want a good surprise, you should come out on the 30th. 
or 31st excuse 31st me. yeah 31st mm-hmm. at the marquee with those but, sleepers but i wish oh wait, wait, wait no yeah we're, we'll play the we'll one with those sleepers those. next week yeah the yes, ninth the mm-hmm. ninth okay but for the surprise definitely come out come out to both but if you want the surprise the 31st how yeah. about we'll just uh we'll leave that at go to more local shows period yeah, support, yeah. support your local scene. scene. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Dalton, Big Bad Dalton, posted a meme <laughs> or something that said, uh, "Support your local music scene is the live, laugh, love for musicians." Yeah, it's straight, it's up. Sh- straight yeah, up is. I would, I would paint that on my wall. Yeah, <sighs> but you know, I can't paint my wall, so. <laughs> It, yeah, it's the same thing as saying living your best life. Uh, white claw is the law. It's all, it all means the same. There ain't thing. no laws when you're drinking claws. There you Get go. Right. Right. There's that too. Hell yeah, Mike. I think just kind of <laughs> encompasses <you>. everything. <laughs> <I hate> you. <laughs> so, what what would be a better saying to influence people to come to shows? Why well, should people come to your show? To our shows? If you tell me that. If you like high energy and you yeah. really have some things to get off your chest or if you really just want to have a great time with great people, come out and just shell out. It's like, what? Um, sometimes it's $15 to go to a local show. But, I mean, it beats That's spending. That's on the high end, though. Yeah, it beats spending like 45 to go sit in some seats when you can be there and be personal with the band. For an with, artist with that has millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, like... Up. Come come out and like be personable with us. We love our fans. Like come up and talk to us. Like I love talking to people. Yeah. And and honestly, our music's trash. Like complete utter trash. But we're we have better live though. Yeah. Not. But we have we have so much fun on stage, and I think like kind of like carries over into the crowd. Because I mean, he jumps into the crowd. I'll jump into the crowd. Everyone in the band jumps in the crowd. Except for Martin. Yeah. Because he's lazy. He's the laziest drums. laziest member in the band. That's why he's not here today. You but, were moshing in the crowd when. Yeah, we, I was trying to go to the bathroom, and then they fucking got in the way, man. It sucked. So I just had to, like, mosh my way back to the stage. I remembered seeing that, because I remembered thinking about the headstock going, fuck, if somebody catches one of those. Yep. I always think about that when I see them off stage. I'm like, get back up here. <laughs> I try to play it safe. I'm trying to play like this. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, we try to be as, well, yeah, high energy as much as we can. Um, but we tell some really shitty jokes, too, on stage. I think that goes over very well. <laughs> There's, there, it's a lot of hit and miss, but I think it works out. I mean, we've toned down some of the content of our jokes because yeah. it can be, it can be a little raunchy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that is okay more so at your guys' shows because people in like the metal hardcore like that scene mm-hmm. have a sense of humor. Yeah. Some people in the alternative rock <laughs> indie scene do not have that sense of humor. I mean, it, it's just... You gotta read the crowd either way, right? I'm yeah. too sensitive to tell jokes anymore. I used to tell jokes because I thought I was funny, <laughs> but it got to a point where nobody would laugh. Like, some nights I can read the crowd and I can feel it and I'll throw out like little funny things here and there. Yeah. Like, I think I was doing that at Globe Hall when you saw us. Yeah. Um... But then there's been times where it just crickets and it hurts yeah. my feelings. So, it's, do me a solid. Get a air horn app. No matter what you say, it's gonna be funny. Is that the? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So t- try to tell one of your jokes. I got you, bro. I play hype guitar. I got you. Okay. Uh, I mean, a common joke. Well, a joke that I wanted to use because somebody said that I should is I always say, uh, you know, 
this next song is for a beautiful woman that uh, I heard from a super reliable source called, is it The Hard Times? Yeah, The Hard Times. The Hard Times, yeah. um, you know, wrote a story about the passing of Stacy's mom, and this song is for her. It works every time. Dude, it's, okay. it's, it's hype. It's hype. Even if, it's, if, even if you delay it where it's like crickets, then you do it, somebody will. And then just, just a single... Yeah, you'll just hear somebody in the back go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, you know what your job is. Eight oh eight pad. We're gonna it, oh, just man. air horns. Different. You think anybody's done that? Yes. Kind. Well, do you guys have an eight oh eight pad? We. I wish, dude. You need to invest. We, dude. dude trust we're, me. We're 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 really budget periphery. Like I'm saying, like I'll take this air horn to my guitar pickups, and it picks it up. It he works. did it at our Wyoming show, and that was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. Dude, the two kids in that crowd were laughing, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> Those two kids follow me on Facebook. Where did you guys play in Wyoming? Uh, it was like a VFW. Yeah, it was almost it was, like a VFW. Okay. It was yeah. fucking weird. It, it was, was awesome. Nice. Yeah, it was It was such a weird... Well, no. It was an awesome stage. It was small or whatever. It was just... like That whole day... That whole day was... For this, us as a band, it was the best day ever. Yeah, was we were, it like, just on like trip. one show you went up there, came back? Yeah. yeah. And nice. then we were playing Junction. Like, Junction goes fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because half of us grew up out there, too. So we have, like, an audience out there, thank God. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. Played with the Faceless up there. That was pretty nuts. Yeah. Flex. Flex. <laughs> We've uh, we played some one or two shows in Grand Junction. Yeah. I can't remember. Have you guys gone on tour in this band? No, we tried. Not yet, yeah. We were trying to do something this year. I don't think it's going to pan out. just didn't really line up. Yeah. But next year, we're going to shoot for it. Yeah. It's tough, man. I always say that one of the, you know, a big thing that gets overlooked, I know I always say shit that gets overlooked, but a big thing that gets overlooked is uh, laying down the groundwork before you go on tour. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. Like we're sponsoring posts in the cities that you plan on going to. Yeah. That's a good idea. Like what Rosie did, right? Because you guys talked about that yeah. before, too. We watched yeah. that one. Shouts yeah. out, Tim. I love you. <laughs> and Tim and is a marketing wizard when I love it comes him. to that I love shit. Him. He's uh, he's smart as fuck. I wish he would manage my band. Right? But, but it's like the whole thing. You're treating it like a business. You're not just going out there with like, oh, this little dream of yours is going to carry me through this. Like, no, you got to like plan gotta, this shit you out. You got to plan it. Yeah. Well, back in the day, it was different because people went to shows because it was something to do on a Friday, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. But now but, uh, we have EDM and stuff like that. Yeah. What What's your guys' take on EDM? I, I talked about this on the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. I mean, I've tried to get into it. You know, I've taken uh, the re- the doctor recommended, yeah, drugs <laughs> uh, for these events. Did you know if you take five hits of acid, you are legally insane? Bro, I know. I'm just waiting to break my fucking spine and just, like, trip the fuck out for, like, I don't know, two days. That'd be I've sick. heard that's a real thing. Like, yeah. If you crack your back or whatever. Yeah, like, because I think it all, like, just... I just feel like if spine. I did acid, I wouldn't come back. Oh, really? oh, I'd God. just be like, that's a terrible <laughs> rest of my thought. life. Well, yeah. I think, what was it? It's like, if Have you, you done acid? acid? I try to stay away from psychedelics. I don't smoke weed anymore. He doesn't do anything. He's a fucking square, dude. I have not had a drink in almost seven months. Not a full drink. I did have like that half a beer when we did that tournament at Illegal Pete's, and I beat uh, your ass. Yeah. Dude, whatever, dude. I just, 
For the records, I just beat his ass 5-0 at Mortal Kombat. It's not true. It's a lie. It, no, it's these are facts. Dude. It's I'm facts. sorry, dude. He was taking a shower the whole time. I was like, <laughs> see, my problem with drinking is I just I got shit to do. Yeah, I feel that, and it's not like I can't. I it's not like I can't. I'm just choosing not to. I can tell you this: not to go all fucking Joe Rogan on this shit, but DMT. Hell yeah, bro! No, I've never done DMT. You can talk to AJ about that shit. (laughs) Um, Sorry, AJ. (laughs) Anyway, hold on, hold on. There we go. I'm just gonna leave it open. Uh, No, but mushrooms. If you're gonna try one, that is the one to do because. Mm. You don't even, I mean, you got to try really hard and eat a lot to like trip, trip. I did one, I did them in a Slipknot concert. Ooh, it was awesome. Yeah. See, my thing is like after doing them, I feel like I just, it was like, it was like I had been in this one small room my whole life and then I did mushrooms and then it was like this door opened and I was like, holy shit. And I just like, you know, got to look in there. So it like widened my perspective a little bit. Yeah, I'm still an asshole. I mean, I got a good I'm story, I'm done too. talking about psychedelics. <laughs> I mean, I'll, tell, uh, can I, I'll just tell one good story. But the first time I took acid, I took it with this friend. I won't drop names. Um, but we played Mario Kart for a while. Rainbow Road was a fucking trip. Um, and then right after that, we went outside to get Better. a smoke break in. And I remember this fucking like, snow white bunny like just jumped right up or hopped right up to us. And he looked at me, he's like, dude, you want to follow this bunny? I laughed my ass off. I'm like, oh, this kid's hilarious. And he looked at me dead in the face like, no, we're going to follow this bunny. Mind you, it's like 2 in the fucking morning by this time. He's like, let's go follow it. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, whatever, it's an adventure. And we followed this bunny for like an hour, like I think. I don't know, time's weird when you're on acid. Um, but I can only imagine people like looking out their windows, <laughs> like staring at these two zombie kids walking down the streets like following sure a bunny the bunny was there they both saw it i mean we both saw it is I don't the know. bunny in the room with us right now oh fuck dude kevin <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah it's a good time good time nice yeah uh anyway going back to uh the music mm-hmm. why we're all here uh i can verify after seeing them live that everything they say about their energetic live performances is 100 percent true so we're just trying to have fun i think right literally it's business the show is st- it's like the show is like the main day of your job it's like the presentation right You're doing yeah a big presentation mm-hmm. yes. why not have fun with your presentation mm-hmm. i'm exactly. not wearing a suit i'm not wearing a tie I don't even wear a suit and tie to my suit and tie like suit and tie job. You have like, a suit and tie job? Yeah, I do. I work in senior living. Damn. Um, so I work in like a call center and stuff like that. It's pretty dope. Old people. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Shouts out New Jersey. Same. New Jersey. I work with a lot of communities from New Jersey. Oh okay. I was like that. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, so what are what are the plans for you guys' band? You got these shows coming up on the ninth. At the marquee with O Sleeper, and mm-hmm. then on the thirty first at Moe's with some Venom and Valor. Venom and Valor. Hell yeah! Homies Hell memory yeah, game is strong today. <laughs> Homies and Leveler. Yeah, oh, fucking love those guys. 
Anyway, you got these shows coming up. What are uh, what are the plans for Under Auburn's guys? Yeah. Probably cranking songs, right? That's yeah. kind of like that's uh, that's goal number one is to really really set our sights on getting this next record on track mm-hmm. uh, to deliver more music for you guys because um, I know that you guys want some new stuff. I know it's for the fans, hard. man. I know it's kind of hard to see the same band yeah, like a thousand for times sure. and you know watch them play the same six songs, but. We have fun when we do it, but yeah. we want to give you guys something to really look forward to. So when you see some teasers and stuff like that, keep your keep your eyes open. August thirty first. Sounds mm-hmm. like there's gonna be some new shit then. We'll, we'll we'll teaser maybe. Maybe maybe. Don't get your hopes up, but like also get your Go hopes buy up. Buy a ticket. Yeah. Sure. Do you <laughs> find that you are able to? Write at the same time, because like personally for me, I gotta have that brain, uh, you know, shift from show mode to you know thinking about the songs we already have, making them the best they can be, and then I almost have to shift to writing mode to where I kind of just say, all right, I'm gonna tuck those songs away for a little bit, and you know, think about what lies ahead. Or are you able to write all at the same time and? I'd say that if we have six minds in the same room trying to write the same song, things are going to get that jumbled. That just sounds so hard. It's going to yeah. get jumbled. So what I do is I leave my, you know, my the people in you know my band in particular, I know that they are great musicians. They're very talented. So I know, except you. Except me, yeah. <laughs> That's um, how it goes. <laughs> I was doing that because he was complimenting Oh, me. I'm not talking about him. No, no. guitarist is important. I'm the only guitarist in the backseaters, and I'm still the hype guitarist. <laughs> but you plug in though. Maybe. Yeah. That's a that's a once. bit though. I'm just kidding. He wireless, not because. Oh, true. Not <laughs> because I have a wireless system. It's because they don't let me plug. Isn't in that a running joke for us? What? It's like, oh, he's wireless. He's not plugged in. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. I think we've had fans yelling at us mm-hmm. in our last show. That was funny. I'm sorry, I stole your joke. um what was i saying oh yeah um i know they're they're talented so i know that like when somebody's doing like if my string guys are doing their their stuff i'm gonna leave them be i'm gonna let them do their thing i might chime in here or there be like hey like i don't think that part goes with that part but i'm not a guitarist so but it's just the way i hear it maybe they hear it differently than me so i'm gonna let them do their thing of course we're gonna let martin do his thing he's the drummer he basically yeah he kind of like runs in the background so while like the guitars are kind of writing stuff together the drummer is in the back just thinking how he wants to do it in his head Mm -hmm. and then it isn't until he gets behind a kit that we like run it through and like all right we like that part maybe like change this up maybe we'll make it faster and he'll throw down his ideas yeah just to get a rough draft i like that yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, even if you don't play guitar or whatever, you hear the song in your head and try mm-hmm. and replicate that. But see, for me, I'll write like a full song out and then I'll bring it to the other guys and like let them hear it. And then they interpret it the way that they hear it. Yeah. And before it used to, I used to be so, uh, you know, hard headed and wanted it to be exactly like how I wrote it. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to go with the flow. Democracy, True. man. goes a long way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, well, uh... And then, of course, when I'm writing lyrics, I have to listen to the song like a thousand times to just yeah. determine the... What emotion do I want to put to this? What What do I want somebody to feel when they listen to this? You don't that's, ever that's do, like, your pre-written down things? Not always. 
Yeah. You know, I have those ideas. I have them have them with me at all times. Yeah. But until I hear the first chord of a song, you know, then I'm like, okay, I know kind of let's see how this progresses. Then they get it done, and then I'm like, I know exactly what I'm putting for this. Let's nice. go. Yeah, because I remember, like, walking in, like, after work and seeing Joe, Jeremy, and Oscar uh, finishing up or probably working on Bound by Blood at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember them just kind of singing the melody, just all laying down on the bed. I'm like, fuck yes. This is, like, what it's like to be in a band, you know? Just got home, and these fuckers already have, like, the melody for the chorus. Like, guitars already written, drums are still being worked on, but it's like, yes, like, this is progress, you know? That's a beautiful nice. thing to fucking, like, witness. You witnessed it the other night when we were working on the new one. Yeah, I, well, even when at practice, like, it. two weeks ago, uh, just kind of like, I was just playing with Martine. No, no, Jeremy was playing with Martine, and they had, like, a flow going, and I couldn't even tell you how big my smile was, like, hearing that kind of, like, flow. Which I doubt we'll ever use whatever riff that was, but it was we like, won't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was record. just yeah, it was just a beautiful thing to like watch that happen. Like, yes, this is what it's like to be in a band to like have that high of making music, you know, or playing yeah. on stage too. Playing on stage, yeah. Writing songs fun. is a crazy thing because you're pulling this literally this sound that didn't exist before, and you're making it, you mm-hmm. know, something that people can enjoy. Yeah, it's all about taking. It's like taking a brick of clay and making it. Some ghost right. shit right yeah. there. So, what song should we put at the end of this podcast? Like uh, our song? Yeah. So that's how the podcast usually ends. Is you know the band that I have on. Ooh. We end it with this is blank 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 by Auburn Skies. So I mean, it's definitely Auburn Skies. It's definitely gonna have to be Decimate because that's the latest single we put out. Okay. Uh, it was a few months ago. Yeah, it goes hard. It goes so goddamn hard that we have a link to our Pornhub account where you can listen to it. Do you guys really have a Pornhub account? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It's called Under Oscar's Thighs. And I think the title of the of the video is uh, Six Genty Boys uh, Fuck You to Full Eargasm. It, yeah. It's awesome. I mean... Don't... Is it just the audio or is there it's like... The it's just the lyric video. So... <laughs> Yeah, this is a full budget production, dude. <laughs> I have not heard of that before. That's fucking rad, dude. It was so dumb. Do you think you've gotten any followers from? Dude, Pornhub? I haven't checked. We haven't checked in a while. Can you? Are, do they have like analytics and shit? Oh, they do. Yeah, they have analytics. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> also, yes. Oh. We were talking about drums earlier. Um, Martin records through Brian Knopp. So if you're looking to record live drums, Brian plug. Knopp. Yeah, Brian. That's the guy. That's the boy. Now let me take a look here. Yeah. Oh my god! Don't even go into private mode. But yeah, like oh, I'm not. I'm just, legit, I have all... to pull up the link because I forgot where it was. Oh. I mean, all I ask is like you're you're already gonna go to the site anyways, right? You're gonna fap. You're gonna have your fun. <laughs> why not like in the in the cool down period? Why not just play that song? It's four minutes long. You know. How do I wonder how people get to like if that's a suggested video? Ooh. What are they watching before that? Well, so it's kind of weird. Like, I got to choose, like, the fucking hashtags or whatever. Uh-huh. And I think one of the hashtags I chose was, like, Fortnite and, like, Tattooed Girls. Awesome. <laughs> and just dumb shit. Just really, like, whatever I can do to make it as random as possible. Like, I wanted to play into the <laughs> weird aspect of the algorithm. <laughs> and I'm just hoping we have at least 100 views. At the very least. My mind is fucking blown. <laughs> that is rad. 
And I, I was mean, just, I was just bored on a Tuesday. I'm like, I got. And then he just started sending screenshots, and he was just like, I was like, oh shit, it's yeah. happening. Everyone oh, was at work. God. I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm so bored right <laughs> I don't now. Don't have internet down here, so it's really hard. Oh, oh, fuck. I'll look at it later. My yeah. fucking statistics. cheeks hurt. <laughs> what a fucking plug for porn. Dude. Hey, dude, if you want to sponsor us or like have like some people hit me up, that'd be cool. You know what you <laughs> should do since like you know the whole cam girl thing is popular oh now God. you guys should set up a cam for and, practice yeah exactly <laughs> and people will just watch it and be like <laughs> i can't hear and then shit over get, the drums but <laughs> it'll get to the end of the stream and they'll be like well there's like those anti-porn videos it's like oh, i make us i make a sandwich, sandwich for <laughs> my girlfriend before she goes to work it's a minute long video has 100k views i'm like okay we can probably do that yeah memes have just invaded everywhere yeah dude have you not seen this? No. I'll, I'll send you links. Dude, I'll we'll send, send you links. links. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, uh... Anyway. I mean, we're hella single over here, so we, we know the demographic for the fucking uh, Pornhub customers, if you will. Customers? They're not even customers. They don't pay shit. Some of them do. Oh, you're right. That premium. Yo, we got that Pornhub premium, though. That is <laughs> one of the coolest funniest things i've heard from Thank a band you. on this podcast <laughs> that is fucking rad and Dude, i wonder how many bands show. and people now are gonna start putting their fucking music on pornhub dude i'm saying it's just an untapped market why not just put your shit out there why I'm not i'm pretty sure that market's tapped no it's tapped oh, oh well. multiple times shots out Riley reed <laughs> did you see that uh, Travis Barker video yeah, that she yeah, was in? That, was, that awesome. was funny as fuck. I laughed oh, my ass off. I don't know this yeah, video. It was like Blink's um, it was tour like, video. Like, yeah, it was like yeah. a teaser, oh. and Travis like goes to the doctor, and mm-hmm. Riley reads the nurse. Yeah, they mm-hmm. like put him out or whatever, and then he's like, you know, uh, tripping, sedated or whatever. Yeah, he's sedated, and uh-huh. Riley reads like. Oh my god. In the nurse's outfit or whatever, and you just see Travis's face and he's going. <laughs> it's just funny to see Travis Barker like that. That's beautiful. You know, the drummer in my band. Uh, Green Day. <laughs> Green Day. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got up. What is the song that we're going to play at the end of this? Depths of Me. Depths of Me, yeah. Depths of Me by Under Auburn Skies. Yes. It's, it's a banger. It's a good one. Hell yeah. Come out on the 9th and you'll hear it. August 9th. Marquee with O Sleeper. Peter. How much are tickets? Uh, from us, 12 at the door. I think it's 15. Yeah. And you don't want to pay at the door because the people at the door will give you a questionnaire to fill out. Mm-hmm. And then usually they will. Um, they just judge you. They're like, they, oh, you're not friends with the band. They definitely judge you. Why are you even here? I'm um, kidding. <laughs> You know, a lot of times they will not help you, so you have to stand outside for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got to give them credit. There's only one person working that booth most of the time. Just kidding. These are <laughs> jokes. We love the marquee, Live Nation, all that shit. Hell yeah. It's our home venue. Blow that. Come out. Man. Let's go. Uh, August 9th, go see Under Auburn Skies. Or August 31st. Or August 31st. But. Or just come to our house if you want. Like. We'll play, Definitely you. Do we'll play that. a song or two. And how can people get tickets from you? You guys do Venmo? We do, do Venmo and Cash App. You can PayPal. always message us on Facebook and let us know how much you need. And we'll work it out for you. Hell yeah. We'll meet you in a dark, sketchy alley. Uh, or my mom might Or the there. fucking brutal Send them a DM on their uh, Pornhub account. Yes, please. Dude, if you do that, I'll cry. 
Yeah. So happy. <laughs> free tickets. Wait, maybe? Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could do that. If anyone hits us up on Pornhub. Free tickets. We, free ticket. Sleeper. Yeah. We will all pitch in. Send a screenshot <laughs> of your phone as you're watching the lyric video on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. And you won't get a discounted ticket, but they'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Right on. You. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, this is Depths of Me by Under Auburn Skies. <laughs>